there. Welcome to episode 15 of the Making Margin podcast. My name is Nick Foy. I'm the founder of Greenway Wealth Advisors. We are a financial planning investment management firm based in the south end of Charlotte, North Carolina, where currently it is raining outside and you might be able to hear through the microphone the pitter-patter of raindrops on our building. Can you hear that? I mean, I can't. I kind of know. You can't? That sounds, <laughs> sounds lovely to me, but uh, the rain just started and we are grateful to have it. Um, with me today, remotely, are Jeff Eminger. He's our director of financial planning. Hello. Jeff is working from home today. And with us remotely is Drew Harris. He is a senior advisor with our firm. Howdy. Uh, Drew's at home today also. You might be able to hear some chatter going on behind me. Those are the ladies, Natalie and Allie, working together on a project. Uh, but we'll try and make sure that you can hear mostly me. Which is like people are upset about, like, oh, that's not good. Um, we're talking today about preparing for unemployment. Um, and today is the day we're recording this is June, I'm sorry, July 16th, 2020. And data just came out that indicated that an additional 1.3 million people filed for unemployment last week. So the total unemployed in the US is now up to 51 million people. Um, most of this as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and if you look at graphs and charts of, of historical unemployment and see the way that it's skyrocketed, it's a pretty scary thing to look at. Um, we've already talked about the sort of the disconnect between unemployment and the market. So we're not going to talk about that today. Um, some of our clients have lost jobs. Some of, some of them have been furloughed. Some have had to take pay cuts. And we've started having people ask us how they should prepare in case they're cut from payroll, in case they lose their job, get laid off, whatever it is. Um, and so we thought we'd put a list together of advice to help people prepare for unemployment. Now, as we go through this list, what we've kind of realized is that a lot of these are just good financial principles to have anyway. They're things we probably should be doing all the time. So this conversation uh, may be good for you to hear, even if you don't think you are at risk of losing your job. Uh, because these are just good financial principles. And people that have done these things and, or are doing them actively uh, probably have less risk if and when unemployment happens or income gets reduced or whatever it is. So we're kind of going to go through these. We've put down 11 things. Uh, we're going to go through kind of uh, in a share them one by one. And uh, Jeff's going to go first. And uh, we'll go through number 11. Go ahead. Take it away, Jeff. What's the number one thing, piece of advice that we give people who are preparing to potentially be unemployed? Yeah. Should we be doing a drum roll before each of these? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one is revisiting your budget. So um, when we talk about an emergency fund to begin with, we're talking about, you know, kind of your fixed expenses or your non-discretionary, if you want to use fancy words. Um, but figuring out what kind of the bare bones of your budget could be. And as you're, you know, thinking through potentially being laid off, starting to strip back towards those bare bones expenses to in preparation, I think getting used to, you know, kind of a new normal uh, can be helpful and can also free you up for some of the things that we'll talk about in further steps as well. I think that's great. Um, yeah, taking a second look at what we're spending what we're making, what we're spending, and maybe even the outline of the percentages of what's going to different places is a great place to start. Absolutely. And we do have, we can link it in the show notes. We have a budgeting tool available on our website to help walk through 
the budget in kind of a percentage view, which is helpful. Yeah, most people don't do that very frequently. Yep. They just spend whatever money comes in and uh, this is a good time to think about looking at what we're spending. Awesome, go ahead, Drew. All right, so the next one is kind of considering alternative housing options. And this one's challenging, uh, but kind of ties you know, with the budget. You know, probably the largest expense you have is your housing. Um, tends to be for you know many people, depending on where you're living, about a third of your um, you know cost, uh, or maybe a third of your income. And for some, it's more than that. And so this one, um, you know, especially if you own a home, uh, be hard to change. But I mean, if you're renting um, and you have the ability to negotiate getting out of a lease, uh, you know, consider you know kind of being able to downsize. Um, you know, it may mean living not where exactly where you want. But uh, you know, saving a few hundred dollars um, each month can give you a little bit of freedom. So um, look for that. Um, is it is it possible that you may need to sell? Um, and if you own the house, and look for something. But considering all options, and with the largest piece of this um, of your expenses uh, largely being your housing, how can you uh, create some breathing room? That's really good. I think too um, that it's a lot easier to modify your housing costs when you have income, right? Like it's harder to get a mortgage after you lose your job. It's harder to go and rent another place um, after you've lost a, a job because they're going to look for a source of income. So doing it while you have a source of income, I think is pretty important. Um, I would add to that, you know, the idea of uh, uh, vehicle expenses too. You know, we talk about housing and we talk about budgeting and cars. Did you talk about that, Jeff? No. But that's so a good specific, point. Yeah, specifically your car. If you've got a car payment that's $600 a month and you can reduce that to $300 a month, uh, I, I think that's probably a good opportunity, a good time to consider that um, where you can just wipe away $300 a month that's going to a depreciating asset. So um, those bigger ticket items, housing and automobiles, are places that end up eating up a lot of people's budget. And they're not terribly difficult to reduce if you're willing to make those hard decisions. Um, the third one that we put prioritize emergency savings. So as you find savings in your budget and your housing and your car, um, taking those savings and putting them towards an emergency fund. Um, this is a high yield savings account, probably making sure that you have three to six months of emergency savings. If you are single, um, uh, you know, erring on the side of caution and having more like six months in emergency savings. Um, if you're married and you both have relatively stable income, then potentially somewhere in between three to six months is fine. Uh, but making sure that you're prioritizing that with the additional savings that you found uh, after you've revisited your budget and you've looked at those big ticket items. So Jeff's got number four. Yeah, kind of playing off of that, paying off debt. Um, so another form of savings is just paying off debt and um, especially high interest rate credit cards, things of that nature. Um, if you get into a situation where you're carrying some debt, but you can get rid of it before you lose a job, um, then when you lose the job, if that does come to pass, you're not carrying you know, minimum payments and building up interest charges that are uh, that can really get away and snowball. So I think that's, that's also a really important thing to do. That's great. Yeah, it's for sure another form of savings also. Drew's got number five. Yeah, so if you're anticipating possible unemployment, I think look into your health insurance options early. Um, health insurance is complicated, and um, so you know, giving yourself some time to be able to evaluate, you know, what uh, 
uh, Cobra, um, where you're continuing your coverage um, after you are separated from service, um, you know, with the exchanges, and this is all assuming that you are underneath your company's, you know, policy, you know, what would it be like and what would be the cost for and your options for just going to the exchange, uh, to the Affordable Care Act? So start gathering information and getting contacts uh, so that you are prepared. That's really good. Um, we also talk about HSAs being a place to encourage savings, and we absolutely continue to encourage that there. And we tell people continue to save and allow your HSA to grow. It's a possibility that HSA money could come in really handy during a time like this, where you've got healthcare-specific money uh, that's stashed aside that you could use to pay for whatever sort of additional unexpected healthcare expenses that might come up. So um, consider that as a great tool. And, and this might be an opportunity to, to start taking advantage of actually withdrawing from it if you need to. So that's good, Drew. Uh, number six, look at your mortgage. Review your mortgage. Uh, two different things we would look at here. We would look at the potential to refinance and, and possibly um, have a lower monthly payment, uh, reduce your interest rate. Interest rates right now are like at historic lows. We have a lot of clients that are going through the refinance process. So if it's possible to refinance your mortgage and, and get a lower monthly payment, that's great. Or potentially allowing, seeing if the bank has any opportunities to modify or defer payments on your current mortgage. Um, and, you know, just asking and saying, hey, do you guys do anything for people who lose their jobs? Can I skip a month or two of payments? Um, what exists out there? And see if banks are, are, are willing to, to work with you on that if your current mortgage is at an already low rate or if uh, the terms of the refinance don't necessarily make sense for you. Uh, so number seven, reviewing your cell phone bill. This is one that is pretty easy to just let get on autopilot. And um, I mean, in this world, you definitely need the, the contact and nobody has landlines anymore, really. Um, so it's important, but looking at things like prepaid cell phone plans um, can save a lot compared to kind of your traditional big carriers. They all use the same networks anyway. Um, you can do some research out there to figure out which network um, is the best in your area and what kind of prepaid carriers utilize it. Uh, so that's a good potential cost savings. And speaking of networks, um, kind of the, net, the next um, item is to be thinking about networking, um, you know, in terms of uh, if you're going to be, you know, potentially losing a job um, or wanting to change jobs is uh, oftentimes the best way to find a job is through someone else. And uh, so you hear that, you know, the best time to be looking for a job is when you have one, not when you're out of work. And so start, uh, you know, getting back in touch with people you haven't uh, spoken to in a while. Um, and I, I would encourage you not to be doing it you know, kind of with, you do want to have someone of that end in mind of looking for new work, um, you know, but make it social. Um, find out how people are doing, how they're liking their work. Tell them that you're thinking about a change, get their opinion. Um, and, you know, don't put a lot of, you know, weight behind it besides getting coffee and, uh, or, you know, maybe just a phone call these days um, and finding out what's going on with their work and being on their mind and seeing what opportunities may be available at their company or people that they know. So I would encourage you to network, get to know people so that you can be starting to think about other opportunities. That's really great. Drew, by the way, is really, really good at this. He's a great networker. Wouldn't you consider yourself a great networker, Drew? Well, see, I don't like the the phrase network. I mean, I... What do you I, mean? I, well... You're a connector. You're a, you're a people person. I like 
getting together with people, likes- hearing their story. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am. Thank you. No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, number nine, avoid draining your retirement account. So we'll talk about this with clients who have a 401k that has like a loan provision, um, or people are considering taking money out of their Roth IRA or their traditional IRA, whatever. This to us is like the last place that you would ever want to go, um, to sustain yourself. Um, and the reason being that there can be really, really dramatic penalties, not only current day taxes and penalties, but also future. So the 401k loan as the example, uh, the interest rate, it's set by whoever the 401k provider is, and let's say it's 4 or 5%. But then let's say when you take the money out, uh, the market goes up 10 or 15%. Your real interest rate is now 19 or 20% because not only are you paying the interest on the amount uh, that you borrowed, but you are also losing out on the potential growth that exists there. So it's a giant no-no, and if there are any other options that exist out there, um, we would recommend doing those first, making housing sacrifices, making car sacrifices, whatever you can do, because this this can have really, really dramatic long-term implications on building wealth if you start taking money out of retirement accounts. So uh, consider that the last place to go. And one place that you could go instead is or number 10, find it, find some additional income sources. So this could be gig economy. This could be some kind of side hustle that you've been considering. So you know, you have a hobby um, that could potentially make money. Uh, you're willing to walk dogs or uh, clean houses or whatever the, the case may be, make a craft, um, pursue some of those things as a, an additional income, income stream and help you avoid have have any tap resources like retirement accounts. I think that's great. I also think that you mentioned those things, cleaning houses, walking dogs, whatever it takes. Um, As income grows, what we encourage people to do once they're saving enough and they're giving enough, instead of spending on additional things uh, that are consumer items, consumer driven, um, to spend on things that save time. So the idea here is that you know you get you, you pay a house cleaner to, to do that because it's easier or it's uh, you know it, it saves you time and allows you to free up time to do more things that you want to do, um, and if unemployment is a real possibility, then unraveling that and, and saying okay, what are those things that I could spend time doing that would save me money uh, is probably a good thing. And then, like Jeff said, finding additional income sources too. That's great. All right, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, number 11 is, you know, if um, indeed you are become unemployed is um, uh, be quick um, to apply for unemployment benefits. Um, uh, there are these support uh, systems, you know, social uh, societal support networks and uh, benefits to take advantage of. Um, you know, don't be you know embarrassed um, and don't be shy about utilizing them there. Um, uh, they are there for this reason. And, uh, you know, as you probably know, recently there was kind of an addition to those benefits of $600. Um, was it a week or a month? Um, uh, um, a week. Uh, a week. Yeah. Um, that uh, should be expiring, and but we don't know exactly what might come uh, next. Um, they are meant to kind of, you know, uh, keep you afloat during that time. And oftentimes there is a process and uh, there are some hoops to jump through. You know, if you are thinking this is inevitable, um, and so before you're unemployed, start gathering information. And, but they're there for you. I think that's great. Um, doing it right away is super important. It's the first thing that, that you should do if you actually do um, uh, become find yourself unemployed. Um, I thought of a number twelve also while we were 
chatting. Uh, and this really should be up probably in like number 3A or something like that, right under prioritize emergency savings. Um, establish a HELOC. So a HELOC is a home equity line of credit. So if you have equity in your house, there's a possibility of basically getting a checkbook to borrow against your house at relatively low interest rates. Um, you could use this to pay off higher interest rate debt. You could use this as an emergency savings account. Um, and so again, this is not one of those places that we necessarily say, yeah, go ahead and borrow against your house and increase your, your debt burden. Uh, but it's better than taking money out of retirement accounts. As an example, it's better than a lot of the other options that exist out there. So establishing one ahead of time again, because you'll probably need income to be able to show the bank, uh, that's offering the HELOC, you'll need income in order to be able to establish it. Uh, and it's just a revolving line of credit that the interest rate tends to fluctuate and be variable, but it's relatively low because you're borrowing against the value of your house. So um, establish a HELOC is, is something that takes mm, two weeks maybe to get completed as a relatively quick process. And uh, just having that there can add some uh, additional security through uh, potentially trying time. So anything else you guys thought of that you would want to add to that? Uh, just, I guess, you know, kind of moral support is, um, you know, if you were to be let go, um, I mean, I think there's, uh, you know, kind of emotionally something to grieve. Um, you know, it wasn't on your terms, right? Um, and so it's understandable that you know, feel like he just kind of got, you know, punched in the gut. Um, you know, take a little bit of time to, you know, kind of process and to think and grieve that. Um, you know, but then also, you know, kind of dust yourself back off and going, what's the opportunity here? Um, you know, be creative um, and, uh, you know, uh, scramble um, and, you know, you don't know what is going to come. And uh, oftentimes adversity, um, it, you know, brings about new opportunities and things. So, you know, have hope. Yeah, I was going to kind of say something similar. The um, These adverse conditions, adverse economic times can be an opportunity to start a new venture. So if you're entrepreneurial, um, it could be the the time to, to take a leap but you have to be well positioned ahead of time to be able to do that. So I think when you're not unemployed, doing everything that you can to, um, to save and be intentional about that is going to help you should the, the worst case happen to your job. Um, so I think that's, that's all very important. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And, and obviously we were focusing on the financial, but the, uh, emotional and mental and, and everything else toll uh, is, is at least as important. Um, hopefully these were some some good tips uh, that if you think you're in that position or headed towards that, uh, you know, potential unemployment uh, that, you know, you can take these and apply them. If you have any more questions, feel free to set up an appointment with us on our website at greenwaywealth.com. You can set up a 15 minute intro call or a discovery meeting with one of our advisors and uh, be happy to talk through this and, and uh, anything else that you have on your mind uh, financially. So thanks guys for your Thank hard you. work. That's good. And um, that's it for episode 15 of the Making Margin podcast. We'll see you next time.